Welcome to Bunny Hugs and Mental Health, the podcast that deals with all things mental health. We talk to professionals, survivors, and loved ones about their sometimes informative, sometimes uplifting, and sometimes tragic stories. I'm your host of the show, Todd Rennebaum, advocate, recovering addict, experienced sufferer of depression and anxiety, and author of the children's book, Sometimes Daddy Cries. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bunny Hugs and Mental Health. I am your host, Todd Rennebaum. Nice to see you all again. And thank you for listening. And thank you for all the comments and the reviews and the um, ratings. That's what you call them. And if you haven't done it yet, please do it now. And please tell people about the podcast if you like the podcast. It's, it means a lot to, to podcasters when their podcasts are actually listened to. So uh, if, if you do enjoy it, please let people know. Rate and review. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, it is Bunny Hugs Podcast. And also on the TikTok. And hey, you should be listening next week too. I am talking with Angelica Galuza. She is also a podcaster. She has the Revolutionized Mind podcast. Uh, she's also a mental health advocate. And she was at one time a professional athlete, soccer player. And we're going to talk about some of the pressures and involved in, in sports and just in her everyday life. Uh, she's struggled with some mental health issues. And we're going to hear her story. And uh, that'll be next week. But coming up now... This episode, I am speaking with my friend Sarah. She lives in Dubai, and we met on Instagram uh, through a mutual Instagram friend. Sarah's a very sweet, lovely girl. Uh, she's beautiful and just just all around lovely. She's been diagnosed with complicated PTSD, borderline personality disorder, bipolar, and she also has psychosis. Uh, I don't think she's been diagnosed with that, but she, she does suffer from that. And she's had all types of life traumas and stuff. Uh, we talk about the, the stigma she has, as a, especially as an Arab Muslim woman living in the Middle East. Uh, and we talk about her relationship with her doctor. And she, she describes her psychosis to us. And, and at a, a couple times she even talks to her some of her entities that follow her around. This is Sarah's first time on a podcast. And she was, she's super excited about it. Uh, I, I have a feeling she may have been a little nervous. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I have that feeling. But she did really, really well. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this episode. Uh, and I'm glad she is too. And I hope she likes it because it's a good one. Now, of course, we don't hear every trauma she's had in her whole life story. But we do have a good idea of what she's gone through and, and what her life looks like now with all these diagnoses and uh, medication and stuff. So... Uh, yeah, without further ado, I give you Sarah. My name is Sarah. I'm almost 23. I'm an artist, but I mentioned this um, first. And then I mentioned that um, I study e-commerce and marketing because I really don't like, like once I started with university, I... I'm not into like studying marketing. I'm good with like um, talking to customers and like um, 
convincing them, you know, all these things. But like study wise, like uh, once I started university and with marketing, no. So my my main goal is like um, with art, you know, and um, I have a lot of goals and dreams I want to achieve in the future. I'll talk about them later when you like start. We start chatting and asking more questions. Um, I live in Dubai here, which, um, yeah, I'm an Arab. But um, here, we, you can't say that it's like the Arab culture. You know what I mean? Because we have like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of nationalities here. Like people all over the world. So people are open to things that are you could say stigmatized and anything that's like stigmatized whether it's mental illness other things um so people are more open to um um these kind of stuff they're willing to understand more um and about the stigma uh something i want to address before getting into like my story and my background it's you cannot say like we can't say it's in 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 this like like you can't say like oh this country is like that or that country is like that no it's in specific areas that's there is like a lot of stigma to the point that i even heard once like um in my like in jordan not here that um one guy was dealing with schizophrenia and his parents didn't accept him. So he was just sitting next to the door of the, of the house and they, they didn't let him in. And that's, and, and he, they, they, like hitting him, stuff like that. And he, he doesn't have a reaction for anything. So some people with the stigma, it goes that far, like uh, getting their children out, getting them um, with no money uh, for them to um, get homeless, have no one. And the parents just don't care. Some areas, the stigma is less. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the specific, specific country. It's like, you know, like it's, it's all over the world, but it's, it's like level, what I mean. It depends on the, how the parents think as well. It comes with the parents how they, uh, some parents would be like, oh, I was um, like, my parents would do this to me. So that's the right thing. So I should do it to my children too, which is a huge, it's, it's not even a problem. It's, it's, <laughs> it's horrific because like it's, it becomes a cycle afterwards. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the cycle, you, you just like, some people could, not get out of it because it's like repeating 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 and there's no way out and people are getting more tired you know but and uh, something i wanted to address before um getting into um my story that you this person who's listening me the audience audience oh okay. okay okay so the person who's listening anyone who's listening to this podcast and they're dealing with stigma and they lost 
their families, their friends, anyone who they counted as their whole world. It doesn't matter. The most important thing is that you don't lose yourself. When you lose yourself, that's the big problem, you know? You lose every month, so what? That, lo that lose could be like a win for you. Because the person who doesn't want to understand you, they just don't want to understand you. And they would go so far with like, you would give them books of medicine med medicine, and like uh, doctors, they would, they would go far to be like, you know, doctors, doctors are stupid. They, they don't understand. What? <laughs> like, like if, you, if you start like having a conversation with them, they would go this far that, oh, you're faking mental illness. You could fake it for 70 years of your life. What? Like, so they're going to keep gaslighting you. They're going to keep triggering you. They're going to keep making you doubt your own mental health. And you're going to start to gaslight yourself. And maybe with some cases, you're going to start to believe what they're saying. And you're going to be like, maybe I'm faking it. Maybe this, maybe this, maybe that. And it gets into very dangerous uh, phases and it's very hard that some people start taking more medication to get out of it and then like so like they're so, so terrified that what is real what is not real so from the beginning get yourself out of it because the person who doesn't want to listen is not going to listen the person who's not willing to open a conversation with you is not going to open a conversation with you do you know this from experience Yes, and from others' experience, you know, it's it's a lesson with everything, I believe. And um, don't regret anything. And like you see, for example, uh, it's a big example. Newton, he had bipolar. Who? Newton? And, yes. Oh. And some people say he had like schizophrenia. He had symptoms. Some people say he had symptoms of bipolar, but he was dealing with schizophrenia. He had psychosis. He had major depression. And look what he has done. He's hmm. like, we studied about Newton since grade one till we graduated. And his name is still till this day. People speak about him. Mm -hmm. And he makes good cookies. <laughs> so, Fig Newtons? You found out the law of gravity. And some people right. would be even like people sitting like outside of a, of a, of a scientific uh, conversation. They would be sitting and they would be like, What do you think you are? You think you're Newton? <laughs> you think you're Newton? You're referring to a mentally sick person. Who, like, if you see an, another mental sick person, you would be like, ah, oh, they're crazy. They're crazy. They have mental illness. Now, there's, like, two things that are opposite to each other. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. Van Gogh. These people are oh, Van Gogh, beyond. Yeah. Van Gogh, uh, Picasso, uh, Chopin. Like, people beyond brilliant and they made like 
amazing things that no one will ever do like not now and never and even if you convince these certain people do you, you care about like oh my god that friend that friend that friend i had a friend of mine of seven years she just cut me off for no reason what why 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 would i get myself into a conversation was it like she cut you off after you were diagnosed with bipolar uh, no We've known each other for seven years. And out of the blue, she just cut me off. No reason, no explanation. She was acting fine. It could be anything. Like, I, I don't uh, go with judgments, but it could be anything. So what? I cried for some time, and I was like, it's her loss. We all do mistakes, fine, but mistakes has levels, okay? And there is a thin line between a mistake and being evil to people. And I believe in evil people. That's for me. That's what I believe in. Now, for me, having bipolar, and I'm going to say it like from the beginning. So like, I'm going to say how it evolved. Okay. Um, so it started with PTSD then complex PTSD because the trauma over trauma over trauma, they like a top, uh, top, and then blah, 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 what am I saying? A trauma uh, on top of a trauma on top of a trauma. So uh, it became a mountain, you know? Mm-hmm. So that evolved into, uh, not evolved, had like, it's like PTSD with borderline personality disorder because I have a borderline personality. And then afterwards, I started the treatment with borderline personality disorder and stopped laughing. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I can just see you're reading your notes. <laughs> Parts are going to be cut of this, but okay. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, the symptoms got out of hand. And then I got diagnosed with bipolar 2. Bipolar 2. Yes. Right. And I have psychosis. So, yeah. Some Some people... They create a belief system th- because of lived experience or trauma or whatever. And- now, if you know, like if you know deep in your heart, you're a good person, you never did anything evil. I'm, t- I'm speaking evil to mm-hmm. anyone. Like doing um, what? Like something that would uh, kill someone alive. You know what I mean? Like they would stay alive but mm-hmm. you would try to ruin their life mm-hmm. multiple times, then there is karma. There's going to be karma. Of course, there's going to be karma. And mm-hmm. I experienced this myself with someone who sexually abused me. I experienced that. Mm-hmm. I saw karma with my own eyes with a very short time limit. So that means that there is people who love to hurt others. I had a friend who told me, what, what is the problem if I hurt others? As long as they don't know, I don't feel guilty. That's fine. It's hmm. okay. Now, if they say it, if they, if they say if they see what, what I'm doing, then yeah, I feel guilty. If they don't see it, then okay, fine. I'll keep doing it. Nothing's going to stop me. Interesting. You tell them, you want to go to therapy? No. You want me to lie to you? 
you want me to be like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, okay, Sarah, I'm going to read this and that. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this, babe, because I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to read about therapy. I really don't care. I have 0% of guilt. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe it. I was like, at first, like she was telling me about other people. And then I'm like, no, she's not going to do this to me. Like, I know her since more than like, what? Like, I was in grade seven, maybe great. Like between seven and nine. I was so young, you know? So I was like, and she was grade six. So I was like, no, she's not going to do this to me. She's like, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell her, listen, please, like just, but some people, they don't want a way out. They just don't want to. They don't want to. Some people don't have a solution for their problem. It, it's, it's, it's a beyond a problem. It's, it's them. It, they just became this person. So they need hospitalization or going to jail for the rest of their lives. Now, to say something, not everyone who gets hospitalized is a bad person. That's something else. Because I could be having a PTSD episode. I could be having mania. I could be having anything. But I mean, when it comes to two things I can't stand, killing and getting sexual to children and even other people. But children typically is like, it's all the same for me, but with children, it's a big, big, big thing. And there is no, like, I, I can't stand any, any reason for that right. at all. Right. Let's, let's talk about your relationship with your, your doctor, your psychiatrist. You, do you have good support from your doctors in, in Dubai? Yeah. So in every industry, I believe there's the good and there's the bad. Mm-hmm. With my doctor, finally, um, he's, he's, <laughs> it's even beyond words. Like, I love him so much. I love this man so, so, so much. I appreciate him so much. He did things for me that no one in my whole life did. Not only once, multiple times. And people go out to you and be like, psychiatrists, oh, therapy. They want to drive you insane, you know? With these pills and these things you take, they're lying to you. They want money. Of course they want money. (laughs) But when someone studies medicine... For money, that's something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could I be having a trauma in my life before that I saw someone dying or anything. And I want to save more lives, you know, because I, I don't want to experience that again. And for me, I, I see not only happiness, I see being good is doing good. Hmm. Being good, not being only me, me, me. It's listening to the other person, even if you don't agree with what they're saying, just listen to them because that's their right. So some people want to save lives. So some doctor is doing like a heart um, surgery. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's doing that for money, then he doesn't know what humanity means. Mm. Now, if he's doing, and he doesn't have a heart and he's doing a heart surgery. <laughs> now, if he's doing that, 
because this uh, yani this person yani means me, means means okay in arabic sorry i said <laughs> yeah so uh what was he saying is that he has a heart he's a human being and his life is in my hands so i have to save him and these psychiatrists they're speaking about they saved a lot of lives people say like what is depression <laughs> what well, what is depression everyone goes through the no not everyone goes through depression i know someone um they told me a story that a doctor um in the university was teaching and that doctor said that doctor is a psychologist but he has phd as well so he went like um i have depression you have depression that person has depression what mm. <laughs> so you're diagnosing yourself and you're diagnosing everyone in the class that they have depression and people think that it's something that's oh that's very stupid <laughs> we all go through depression no not everyone goes through depression and there is difference between a depressive mood yeah. oh, i feel the today and like it just goes off and a depressive episode or a major depressive episode that's something completely different that people could go suicidal mm-hmm. it, it it people could kill themselves for like because of that so you can't and it's not your right like i'm not talking to you like i'm talking about these people <laughs> it's it's not their right to be like ah oh, Listen, it's going to go away. You're just being lazy. We all went through this. You can't say we all went through this. Because for example, Marlene Mardo, her mom was schizophrenic. Who? She had but Marlene Mardo had borderline personality disorder and oh. she got hospital. I don't know who that is. Marlene Mardo. Marlene Mardo. Oh, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So I did that. <laughs> she had a mom who was uh, schizophrenic, but she ended up having borderline personality disorder. So you can't say that I went through this because not if you evolved your brain evolved that in a certain way that my brain will evolve it in the same way. You know what I mean? the the wires in the brain are different and everybody gets I'm, schizophrenia what's well, like what's well, like saying everybody gets depression oh pff, everybody gets borderline personality disorder oh oh well, making fun okay i understand no no yeah making fun of the stigma sorry oh yeah yeah so no it's fine uh yeah and they're like you know I know a person who was schizophrenic and they did meditation just once you know a couple of sessions and they're okay now <laughs> I'm not that person you have to understand that my brain is not wired the same thing as they are and plus I don't believe in that I believe you could become a best friend with your mental illness you know mm-hmm. but not that you can uh oh meditation and yoga mental illnesses are something with the medical industry you can't get it out and put it in another industry that doesn't fit in hmm. like you can you can't go with like uh 
yoga, um, meditation, uh, you go with like, uh, oh, it's black magic, you know, like you have to get treated. Man, it's something medical. It's something in the brain. So it's something about the brain. It goes with the industry. It doesn't have to do anything with these kind of things. And that's what's creating more stigma in a way. And I feel like people don't understand that everything has a solution in the way that they want. Okay, you believe in doing this. It's going to make you feel better. And it does. I'm not like, I'm, I'm not saying this like I'm, I'm um, like against yoga or meditation. No, no, no. Yeah, it's yeah. not like that. There's just a big difference between mental health and mental illnesses. And like self-care and mental health is very different than being diagnosed with a mental illness. Yeah, I'm not I'm mentally sick, okay? And I'm like, I'm just feeling like a little bit anxious and I need to calm down. So I listen to like some meditation, music, stuff like that, that calms down uh, the nervous system. It could work, mm -hmm. but not a mental illness. It's something completely different. Mm -hmm. Like, no. Tell me like, oh, you're going manic, drink some water. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mania could be caused without a cause. So the person, it's not like uh, when I had, uh, sorry, borderline personality disorder. Do you want to talk about your psychosis since you brought it up? Yeah, of course. Um, but let me finish this point. <laughs> Sorry, yes, okay. Uh, so my psychiatrist, uh, he's a very wonderful person. He's like, he's, I don't know what's, what to tell you. Like someone is giving you life, you know? And he's having conversations with you. Some other doctors and psychiatrists, and we, we hear these stories that are like, Typing on the computer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not going to give you this medication. Go take this medication and leave. I'm going to give you this and only this, and you're not going to take that one. And you know that, like, what, what are you doing? Like, you didn't hear anything from me. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm not, like, not satisfied. I'm not, um, I don't believe I have this diagnosis. Right. But that doesn't mean, again, that I put myself in the doctor's place because he's the doctor at the end. He's the one who diagnoses people. So I don't go and be like, listen, I'm going to tell you my diagnosis. You don't understand what goes on. No, it's not like that. With me and my psychiatrist, it's conversation, you know? So we're on the same page since the beginning. I told him, uh, no, I'm not going to say that. Cut that off. Uh, but for certain things, certain things, I told him, I'm not fine with this. And he was like, okay, fine. You know? So. So he listens and validates. Exactly. And he sees my paintings. He doesn't go like, why do you draw like this? Hmm, I think you got worse. No, no, not like that. <laughs> in fact, he has three of my paintings in his, um, in his office. He has this clinic, like it's his clinic, mm -hmm. but uh, in his office, he still has these paintings still this day. Since like I started, like I gave him my first uh, canvas that I, I was drawing on. And 
the, the first person who I thought about giving this painting to is my psychiatrist. Mm. And um, he listens a lot. Um, he, he tells me, listen, write it on a paper. Maybe, maybe I, I, I'm not seeing it yet. You tell me. Or maybe you, you're not seeing it yet. So you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I might uh, be not seeing it or you might not be seeing it. So it's like conversation. And it's not like because many psychiatrists do it like the first session. Of course, they're going to do it the first session. Of course, they're obligated to, to do it the first session to have a conversation with you. But mm-hmm. the psychiatrist willing to listen and listen and listen on and on and on to you and at the end he prescribes you medication no that's the psychiatrist who cares who's kind and genuine who cares about you as a human being who wants to save you you know and even with with like psychosis and stuff like that like even if with some things we're not on the same page he still understands that this is me, this is my decision that I don't want this thing, for example. But yeah, I appreciate this man a lot. I love him so much. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Just a quick break here to tell you about a couple wonderful podcasts that I think you might like. If you enjoy mental health podcasts, which I assume you do because you're listening to this one, then I think you should listen to the Rainy Days podcast. That's with host Jason, and he was even a guest on my show here not too long ago. Uh, Jason aims to discuss and explore mental health unapologetically through shared living experiences and projects centered around mental health and well-being. Jason's a great guy. He's got great guests. He talks all about all types of things, mental health, and he's from the UK, so he he talks real fancy-like, so I think you'll like that. That's the Rainy Days Podcast. Another amazing podcast is a Sober Story podcast with your host, Emily. She is also an amazing host, and she also has amazing guests. There's a powerful story behind each person's journey to sobriety. Join us each week to hear the stories of people from all different walks of life as they share how they became sober. And I'm telling you right now, as someone who's been sober almost six years, it's true. I have yet to meet Someone who does not have an interesting story about how they got sober. So, the Rainy Days podcast and a Sober Story podcast. Check those out. Write and review them. So, what about the psychosis does he not, you guys not agree on? Uh, Yeah, so basically, uh, since I was young, I've always felt that someone is there. I didn't see anything, okay? But someone is watching me. It's not a human being. It's not like, like, uh, you know, the feeling of like God is watching me. Not, not that feeling. Like it's a feeling of something, some entity is watching me. Some type of a thing is watching me. So it was like that till, I don't know, it was on and off. But I never felt like on and off in a meaning of me focusing on it. But it's always there, you know? And then, um, I don't know, it, 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 it starts it's evolving, you know, evolving, evolving. And then I started seeing how does it look like. The hair, 
the heights, um, the signs he gives me. So it started with one entity, and then that entity uh, became three entities. They're one, but they're not one. So they're separate. They're like Power Rangers. Yeah, they're like one, but not one. So they're like, you know, they keep like that. So um, I have three entities, main three entities I deal with, you know. Uh, the first entity who showed up, uh, he showed up to me and showed me um, what he looks like. And he, kept, he keeps changing his form. So he doesn't like... He, I know his his uh, original, um, like the the way he looks like originally. But uh, sometimes he could uh, go uh, like he's tall. He's very tall, so he could go shorter, or he could be crawling on the on the bed, or like going on the floor and doing these kind of movements, like waves and stuff. And sometimes he could merge to the bad voice. Now, this voice I'm talking about, like the main voice I was talking about, mm-hmm. it's not good and it's not bad. It's just being realistic that this thing is going to happen. This thing is not going to happen. I'm just telling you. But sometimes he merges into the bad voice if he wants something and if I, if I don't listen to what he's saying or I don't agree with what he's saying. So he emerges into the bad voice and I start hearing bad things, really horrific things. So I start doing this thing with my ear like this or like putting my ear on my shoulder because what I'm hearing is not pleasant. And it comes with trauma as well and PTSD. It's like multiple things at the same time. Um, sometimes like the, the, the psychosis is like uh, hallucinations. This kind of stuff is not cannot be explained fully with someone who's dealing with them. Like I cannot experience. Sometimes he would like just be mad at me. I don't know why. Or disappears. Why did you disappear? And he has judgments on the people I know. So he would give me judgments on the people I know. They talk about me? <laughs> no. You're a uh, good Oh, uh, he didn't. Okay. <laughs> Just curious. No, it's all about me, you know. <laughs> okay. But like, oh, let me see this. Yeah, that's fine. Working. So, um, oh. He gives okay. you judgments about people. Oh, he's here? No, he just right now, like a light. Just a light. Hey. Like, hey, Sarah, stop speaking in Arabic. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, because I'm used to speaking <laughs> speaking in Arabic. He gave me just uh like a light right now, like white light, like this. So yeah, uh, uh and <laughs> is that good or bad? Or fine? The white light. Or just saying hi. I guess yeah, he's being he's being friendly right now. <laughs> oh, good. You know? So, um yeah. I had you could say my childhood was flashbacks, not a childhood. You can't say it's a childhood. Um I was always bullied in school. 
and other factors, but uh, I was always bullied in school to the point that I got someone uh, in grade nine that she started putting papers in my like in my desk without me knowing who's putting papers in my desk. Mm. And I was in grade nine or eight. And I used to come back from the break seeing some papers telling me they're like a bunch of papers and not this paper, bitch. I will throw it. And I'm like this, I'm, I'm, I'm super scared. Like someone is like, I don't know who who's this person is, is sending me papers every single day to my desk for a whole like, I guess like a few months, two months, something. And I don't know who that person is. And I, I was, uh, and that person was like, so I threw the paper and I'm like super nervous. And I'm like, I'm going to ruin your reputation. Everyone knows about you. And I throw the paper and then this and this and that. So it was um, all of like, we're watching. We know this, that. It's like about like everyone watching and knowing, you know? So yeah, the uh, same person was, cyber bullying me through internet for a very long time and it was so 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 scary and it's beyond scary to the point that with traumas and like this kind of stuff i changed eight schools eight schools i changed and I had like sexual abuse over sexual abuse and uh, a pedophile and this and that. And so, and uh, toxic relationships uh, with my uh, borderline personality disorder. And it created um, this kind of not trust issues. It's not an anxiety. It's not, not severe anxiety. It's something beyond that. It's something that I know what's going to happen. So I'm not going to do it from the beginning. I know what's going on. So I'm not going to go with it from the beginning because I know how it ends. So it's not with me. It's not like mm, it is a maybe, you know, like you could convince me. It might be. It might not be. No, it's something that's on the same level. It could go up, but it doesn't go down. So, yeah, it's 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 it because of these kind of things and watching you, blah blah blah, uh, gaslighting, uh, all kind of these things created um, this thing I'm I'm having. So yeah, yeah. So there was no space for me to breathe, you know. There's no for me to be like, oh, this is a good phase. It's like one, and then I finish. Two, finish. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And you could keep, it's like countless, you know? So with my PTSD, I didn't, ha I didn't know I have PTSD. I started going to therapy and I started feeling like my therapist told me, listen, just sit. Write what you feel and give me the paper. 
Just whatever you feel, whatever you think, just write it on a paper. I kept on writing and looking at people. I remember these kind of flashbacks and I felt like I'm in a place and they're in a place. And I started having, um, I guess they call them motor tics. It's like having, um, like I'm not, I don't, I don't want to move my head, but it moves. It's like, it's sly. Like it's not, it's not like you can notice it, but it, it, it becomes noticeable sometimes that people could notice that it comes like that. It's like I get frozen and there's no emotions, nothing. So it's something that I heard some people saying that uh, it's something that uh, people with schizophrenia as well experience that like this. And it's, it's just, you're in the same place, same eye, like same eye movement that you're looking forward with me, with me, that's how it happens. I'm just looking at the certain place I'm looking at. And I can't move and I can't, I can't talk. I can't eat. I, I can't do anything. It's like catatonic. Yeah. I experienced catatonia. Okay. Uh, and yeah. So psychosis comes with dissociation. So the person is out. So uh, the person could be like laying down and doing this they can't speak, you know, they just in a, in a, in a nowhere place, you know, they can hear, but it's like an echo or it could come like, I, I, I can't experience it. It's not like a p exact pattern, but it's like, like, I can't tell you, for example, an Akatatoni experience I had once uh, I had one, but it was like me watching the camera and I'm like, doing this who are you why you're looking at like that why you're copying me things like that and i start staring at the floor these kind of things so i got diagnosed with ptsd and i, w I wasn't into psychology that much then my ptsd uh, got with it borderline personality disorder now this comes uh, under the cluster b Oh, this is medical information. I'm not being oh, like I'm so smart. Like no, it's <laughs> you are smart. Medical. That's beside Thank the point. You, you are too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, it's it's under the cluster B of personality disorders. So you have the antisocial personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, and borderline personality disorder. So these are manipulative, dramatic uh, personality disorders. So with uh, BPD, I used to see people as either white or black. You're not in the middle. Like there's no gray, er gray area that other people see that this person is either an angel or a devil. They're not, there's no, nothing in between. And the mood keeps changing within one second, two seconds. Imagine like, like it's like, that's why they uh, call it like a roller coaster. That's like that, you know, it keeps ups and downs, ups and downs the whole day, you know, and chronic feeling of emptiness, 
abandonment issues all the time, even if I wasn't holding my phone. I'm like, they're going to leave me. They're going to leave me. They're going to leave me. Stuff like that. Anything that says anything about leaving, I go insane. I go insane and I feel like I'm alone. I don't deserve to live, blah, 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 this kind of stuff. So, yeah. And when I get so mad, I would slap myself or um, some people with BPD go to blackmailing. Like, if you don't do this, I'm going to do this. If you're not going to do what I want, I'm going to do that. If you're not going to do what I want, I'm going to kill myself. So these are uh, the things. Changing the looks was like a thing too. But because my symptoms got um, out of hand, um, I'm bipolar now. And the mood swing started stretching, you know? One day, they go for weeks. Now it's a month, <laughs> you know? Some people with bipolar, they could go for like, more than 15 months you know it, it's it's really bad and it's it, it doesn't have to be like with borderline something has to trigger the person like this and uh, i shifted but with uh, the bipolar as a bipolar person i cannot really explain to you what bipolar is uh specifically uh like uh sorry Can you shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? Trying, no, that he's trying to interrupt me. It's it's fine. Oh. Um. So yeah, what what uh, was I saying? You, ah, you were saying. It. Let me finish your thought for you. Uh, with mm. BPD, you were saying it would come on if you were triggered. Whereas bipolar, it's just more random. It doesn't have to. It, nothing has to trigger um, mm. your mood swing. It's more of a just a random. Yeah. It could be random. For me, I feel like it could be triggered, but not in the same day. Like someone could do something to me and then something on top of something on top of something. And then it's like, mm -hmm. it, I want to drink caffeine and I want to have some smoke and I don't want to sleep today. Like, no, it's no sleeping. And you feel like you just woke up and you start wanting caffeine, caffeine, caffeine all the time. And you can't stop yourself. It's like, I can't stop my pen, my, my pen from drawing, for example. I can't stop my, my, my body from moving this way or like uh, being mad and like dancing, dancing, dancing. It could co come up in different ways because there's hypomania as well, which I cannot really ex explain. There's the mixed episode, which comes with two, not two moods. It's like two episodes at the same time. And they're much longer. They could go for hours, as I said, days, weeks. So that's the difference between uh, bipolar and borderline. Borderline is a personality disorder. Bipolar is a disorder. So it's like... Uh, it's like software and hardware. Yeah. So uh, with borderline, uh, before, like I used to talk to my therapist and she would be like, but you did this. I'm like... Yeah, you're right. I did that. I have to fix it. But no, I didn't mean this. There is conversation, you know. Mm -hmm. And the person fix what what they're doing. Bipolar. 
I, I can't stop myself. Mm-hmm. Now it's as well. It's so what? some people with levels. Mm. So like some people with bipolar, they just have like their bipolar is not that, you know, extreme and extreme some people know it's 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 just not like that and some people are in the middle some people have zero sleep some people sleep 16 hours for example um now for me i don't really i i don't sleep like i don't it's not zero sleep but i don't sleep yeah you get commands from the bad voices and the good voices like so no one can be like, um, this is all in your head. No, it's not in my head. It's not in my head. Yeah. Like you're seeing something, the other person does not see it. Does that make it any less like real? No. It's just that the other person cannot see it. Like, did you hear the voice now or five minutes ago? You no. did not. No. I heard. And I have, uh, by the way, like uh, external voices internal voices mm. so if you want the entities i don't know how many entities are they because i hear voices that i don't know who's speaking to me but they could the voices i know the entities my entities they could be speaking to me with a sound or with not a sound if they're not like not this or that they could be speaking with signs she could give me a sign through the lighter, for example, through the car, through something. They would give me a sign that you should do this or I think this or this is going to happen or anything like that. Now, the person listening or not listening to the voices also depends on the intensity of how they having psychosis and the intensity of the mental illness and what are the voices telling because... Some people experience only bad voices. Some people experience both. Some people, like, it's different from person to another. Mm-hmm. But you, if you don't want to listen to the bad voice, you don't listen to the bad voice. Can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I listen to what he says, but if he gives me a command, like, hurt yourself, do something to yourself, I control that. But when it comes to like, um, uh, you don't deserve to live, blah, 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 blah. It comes, becomes so, 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 so like, it, it has many long run aspects that the person starts giving it, like having suicidal thoughts. They start because the voice telling them that, and you can't be like, that's the thing because the voice is not your voice, not you, but he keeps telling you, I'm a part of you and we're one. And sometimes we're not one. So there's this two things that are opposite each other. You know what I mean? And it's not me. And I'm like sitting like that. Okay. Maybe you're just imagining. And I'm like, that was in the beginning. And I'm like, it's going and going and going. So it's not me. It's coming to me. And to be honest, like, um, okay, with PTSD, for example, my PTSD is complex. So 
there is no shutdown. It's there all the time. And the flashbacks, people think that you have to see something or um, like look at something that's a flashback. No, the flashback could be in your head. That flashback conversations with myself that, oh, I should have said that and why does happen? Blah, 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 blah. About the, uh, the abuse that happened. And we cannot remember everything specifically, like, uh, not specifically, like one, two, three, four happened. No, it's like flashes of things. So if someone asks about my trauma, I cannot say what, how did it, like, how did it start every single time, every single situation, because some sexual abuse kept going on and on and on. And I, I cannot tell you how, how, the situations go because it it doesn't it doesn't work like that you know and when we get episodes it's like we cannot differentiate the abuser from the person who abused us you know so everyone is abusing me ah uh, right it's like that so if someone is triggering, triggering, triggering on my uh, PTSD and they tell me something, for example, like anything like they're trying to fight with me or do certain things that abusers used to do, certain movements with their hands like that or this or any eye movement, that's all related. Or it could be a shirt they're wearing. They're not doing anything. But it causes a PTSD episode afterwards, you know? The PTSD thing is that people don't understand that why would some people talk to their abusers? It's on and off thing because there's guilt and it's part of the trauma that the person feels guilty and feels like they are the abusers. We are the abusers, not them. And feel guilty that we're treating them this way. And then we go off and we're like, no, but they treated me bad. Why did they do this to me? And you like flashbacks and, and like, uh, it's like living the same situation over and over again. And the person cannot get themselves out. So I'm sitting with a person, for example, and a PTSD episode hits me. The person... Now, I had a person with PTSD who understood because they had PTSD as well. So they could, um, they could understand how to calm me down, you know, because they know that if I get this episode, every person is the same. And I cannot stand seeing people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The person is like reliving the same moment reliving the same event, reliving everything that happened. It's the same. It's not like, oh my God, I'm remembering stuff. The stuff are here. They're around me. They're in my brain. They're outside my brain. The place I'm in, I cannot differentiate anything from. So the brain goes to the past and it stops there. So that's when the PTSD hits. But PTSD is, I think, like being stuck between the past and the future. 
yeah it's like a long story but it's like you could say i experienced the things i should have never experienced as a child and through like growing up you know not sexual abuse emotional abuse uh, verbal abuse and it's like years and years and years and it's not stopping you know till i stood up and um okay i have bipolar so what so what well what are these people gonna do these people who are gonna cut me off these people who don't accept me as i am so what i don't care at all now that doesn't mean that i'm not gonna lie and be like oh my god we don't go through like rough timings no it's heaven and hell but people don't understand that it's mental illness becomes part of the person it becomes part of me my world you know that's my world my entities my art and i want to say one last thing anyone who deals with any toxic person or environment or family or anything go out achieve the dreams you want for yourself first because what if you, if you achieve achieve it for them what are you doing you're getting revenge what is revenge what they're going to say ah this bitch she did this on that she, they're going to say two words for a work you did for like 5 6 years 10 years i don't know how long and they're going to continue with their life but it's about you accepting yourself and doing this for yourself loving yourself being a best friend with your mental illness and trying to cope with it to not um also make because you can't get a person and be like please understand me they have to know your triggers they have to know um you have to like tell them please that triggered me that's i don't like like this i don't like that someone who's willing to have a conversation and willing to stand up with you stand for you and support you emotionally and mentally and everything once you do that and you achieve all of your dreams for me i don't see myself um like not being a motivation motivational speaker in the future why not and i'm not saying that out of ego and when they say like oh you're talking now uh, about your bipolar and your ptsd yes i am doing that and be like it's your for your attention of course it's for attention as chris said um he's like he's just a sweetheart person and he said once that once someone told him about uh his schizoaffective disorder and he was like of course i'm trying to get attention but not for my ego it's for the people out there who are suffering from the same thing so do it for yourself first and lastly like give them this little bit you see this person you abused this person you traumatized this person you gaslighted look what he's doing now or what she's doing now so that's you do them like lastly put them on the side it's for you and for your self love that's it and to keep fighting of course every day don't give up that's my message Thank you so much Sarah. 
I know this is kind of your first time really on any kind of public platform speaking about these things. So I very much appreciate it. Very much appreciate how vulnerable you are. And I very much appreciate our friendship and, and the discussions we have on, on Instagram. And, uh, if you want to see her artwork, uh, I will leave in the show notes, a link, and I'm telling you, it's really, really cool stuff. I, I love it. I really, really do. So follow that link and you can follow her artwork there. Now, next week, uh, I'm speaking with Angelica, a professional soccer player at one time and podcaster now and mental health advocate and sufferer of mental health. So our mental, mental health issues, I guess. Well, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> we'll talk to her and we'll listen to her next week. Thank you again for listening. And please don't forget, rate and review and follow on Instagram, Bunny Hugs Podcast. Bunny Hugs Podcast.